Emotions are incredibly powerful influences which often supersede rationality and logic. This makes it difficult for us to avoid their impact on our decision-making as each of us is wired to be susceptible to the traps of emotional foreplay. Hello everyone and welcome to Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections. I'm your host, Janvi Gurja, a curious people observer, an executive coach and co-founder of Vital Science Advisory. In today's episode, I will decode a certain state of mind experienced by most of us in the realm of our interactions with our friends, colleagues, siblings and partners. To aid me in this narrative, allow me to introduce a few familiar situations. Situation 1. Maya and Sheila are best friends. When Sheila receives an offer letter from a major tech company to work in San Francisco, USA, she joyously shares the news with Maya. Although Maya appears excited for Sheila on the outside, internally she feels strange and not happy. She couldn't participate in Sheila's happiness truthfully. Situation 2. As Sam enters his office, he notices Neil, his new boss and ex-colleague slash peer, talking hurriedly to the travel agent for tickets to the annual leadership retreat and simultaneously editing slides for a heads of the department meeting due before lunch. Neil acknowledges Sam with a warm hug and says that he's super busy multitasking in response to his boss role. On one hand, Sam feels happy for Neil, in fact even inspired by Neil's energy to do so much, while on the other hand, Sam hopes there's an earthquake in the leadership retreat. What do you think was common in both these situations? Well, it is the coexistence of the natural conflict between pride and jealousy over the achievements of our friends, colleagues, siblings and partners. On one hand, we are happy for them, while at the same time we feel a sharp pain of an unexplainable emotion that, why wasn't I the recipient of the same success? Sounds familiar? In fact, according to social psychologist Abraham Tesla, the fault line of these two emotions, pride and jealousy, says something very interesting about human nature. When one excels at something, and especially if it's a person that we love or know dearly, we take great pride in their accomplishment because we care about the other person and we bask in their reflected glory. But when we are also involved in the same activity as that friend or a sibling or that intimate partner or a colleague and feel bested by that person, we simultaneously feel envious and threatened in a way we would not if that star performer was an outsider, was a stranger, someone we didn't know personally but knew about at a distance. To understand this implication of the recurring conflict on our relationships and results, I have with me Varsha Sudhir, specialist in organization design and development of workable solutions. Hello, Varsha, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Janvi. Really thank you for having me on the podcast today. Wonderful. That sounds so good. So, Varsha, tell me something. As I was explaining this kind of a dilemma, is this something that you've experienced in your life? Um, uh, honestly, recently an uh, incident happened in the office. We were supposed to uh, give an anonymous pitch for a culture playbook for our organization, Vital Science. Um, and uh, since it was anonymous and... Uh, uh, I was announced as a winner after a few days. Um, I was really happy that I uh, I got an opportunity to, opportunity to write the culture paper. But uh, 
my colleagues and my friends who competed with me mm-hmm. were not really happy or in fact they were a little cold to me in that situation that made me feel a little awkward and aloof from them um i think so this uh, what you have narrated till now uh, makes me rem- like remind me of this whole situation that i felt in the office i was celebrating the success by myself why was it that you were celebrating it by yourself i feel uh, my colleagues were very cold to me and felt a little uh, an awkward silence uh, it was an awkward silence between all of us we were not able to communicate openly that what was happening it was maybe the jealousy as you mentioned uh, it could be that that uh, i i got the opportunity to write and they didn't so it was a sense of jealousy maybe they felt i sense so much of pain in what you're saying um varsha i'm i'm sure it wasn't a pleasant um place for you uh, to have experienced what you just did mm-hmm. yeah. but tell me varsha uh, do you regret what do you most regret about this experience i regret that we all missed a big learning opportunity there we could have grown a lot together in that whole situation working together on the project as well as understanding where their shortcomings were and how we could have improved as a team but uh, we missed a big opportunity of learning there i feel very mature reflection varsha really very mature thank you thank you varsha for sharing your personal experience with us on this show continuing with what varsha just shared with us as her experience um let me tell you or share with you um that jealousy jealousy is a very very common ongoing feeling and uh, we often feel jealousy simultaneously as we feel pride especially if it is about people who are very close to us or are working in the same circles of familiarity with us such as siblings friends peers colleagues batchmates um you know spouses partners in business it could be anybody that we know we keep in touch with on a regular basis exchange energies exchange thoughts we're bound to go through this simultaneous conflict of feeling proud about their achievements and at the same time feeling jealous so according to a very interesting article titled i'm jealous of my friends successes how do i cope by shasta nelson published in the harvard business review she says there are two different issues here one is how do we respond to our own feelings and i'm going to corroborate that with what varsha previously said she said she was very excited about receiving information about her being selected as the winner of that competition but at the same time she also felt abandoned she felt alone and she felt she she couldn't celebrate it with anyone so the first part of it is how do i react and respond to my, my own feelings about it and the second is about how do i respond and react to the feelings of others now for example if i am the winner i need to understand how am i feeling about it and how do i you know uh, spread my joy spread my cheer but if i am not the winner and if my proposal was rejected it's very important for me to understand how am i feeling uh, because i'm waitlisted or i'm rejected or i'm you know not been considered uh better than the others how am i responding to my friends or my colleagues successes this is very important uh because there is a very very deep pain over here of feeling left out and this emotional pain is termed as jealousy which means that 
I feel I'm brilliant. I feel I'm good enough. But I don't feel the others acknowledge me as good enough. But they acknowledge somebody else in my inner circle as better than me. And hence, I tend to feel repulsed by the other person and very sharply pained by the other person's successes. This prevents me naturally from having a positive relationship with the other person and it also stifles my own productivity to do better next time. The distress, the distress that I just shared with you and what most other people feel is universal. Welcome back. I'm Janvi Gurja and this is CATS, a real-life podcast series featuring conversations about transitions between being stuck and being alive in our daily lives. The topic for today's conversation is the ongoing conflict between pride and jealousy as experienced by most of us, especially so if the achievements are about our friends, our family, our spouses, our colleagues, our partners, because they are so close to us and we wish we were as successful or better than them. For a long time, this conflict was discussed and debated, more so in the context of workplaces and professional domains. However, research indicates that this does not limit itself only to our workplaces. In fact, to understand this even more, I have with me Aishwarya Anand, the senior management professional on call to share her experience of this dilemma and conflict between pride and jealousy over the achievements of our friends, relatives, siblings, partners, and peers. Most welcome, Aishwarya. I'm so glad you're here. Do you have a story that you'd like our listeners to hear? Yeah, I do. Uh, between me and my sister. Uh-huh. Siblings. Okay. What is your story? So, while growing up, I guess uh, often people would compare us when we go for functions or parties. They would say, your sister knows better Telugu than you. Uh-huh. Okay. Or she's leaner than you. Why can't you be like her? So I guess the comparison is a very, it's very negative and it makes mm-hmm. you, like it made me feel kind of uh, bad or low. Okay. Okay. And how did you react to your sister? I'm, I'm curious to know that. How did you respond or react to her every time someone said that? Because um, your story, I don't think is in isolation. As you were telling me your story, I just went running back down memory lane and I could recall so many such micro incidents in my life. And I'm sure many of our listeners can also relate with you at this front. You know, comparisons, body shaming, skill, proficiency, um, you know, winning medals in school becomes a common point. School academic achievements become and who's leaner, who's taller, who's smarter. All of these become uh, very strong points of comparison by third parties or by people who you know, our friends or relatives in the family, right? I mean, so how did this impact your relationship with your sister? So I guess I didn't re- respond to her with this aspect, but I would think of ways that I could be better mm-hmm. or um, how could I get more marks probably in school, mm-hmm. things like that, like probably create a sense of competition. But let's get back to Aishwarya and ask her, Aishwarya, did this, um, you know, crack or um, bring a wedge between you and your sister? No, I always kept it uh, separate and kind of uh, looked at it internally and never showed it out to her. Never showed it out to, to her. her, but it was in like it was internal. What happened internally? So um, every time she came back to you, while you managed 
not to be hostile towards her and and be the good loving sister what was it that you were feeling inside and how did you cope with it uh so as an adult if people came to me and were comparing me and my sister i would often like walk away from it or avoid the situation or if it really triggers me sometimes even like tell them like what are you doing so even now you're saying this happens and when this happens you either walk away or you just you know um confront them directly right but that but you've never had the chance to discuss this with your sister or talk to her about it have you uh i can do it but then i choose not to fantastic thank you thank you so much aishwarya thank you for that thank you so much like i mentioned earlier the ongoing conflict between pride and jealousy is not something that limits itself only to home or to the workplace or to people who are successful and to people who are unsuccessful no they, i mean i don't think it differentiates or discriminates at any point in time it's it's very human and it's very alive and this takes me back uh, to recall an article written by tanya menen and le thompson in the harvard business review titled envy at work and in this article they have quoted an anecdotal evidence wherein the legendary paul mccartney from the beatles has confessed saying that every time his band member john lennon wrote a song and brought it in for recording even though the song was brilliant paul felt stiff about it and paul kind of held back and the same thing happened that every time paul wrote a song and brought it for recording john would react in the same way which goes on to say that this toss up between pride and jealousy doesn't spare even the best of the best hello listeners i acknowledge that after listening to what i had to say many of you may have had a similar feeling and said yeah i too must have gone through something like this or i too have gone through something like this i also realize that adapting to new patterns can be both complex and tough but trust me it's not impossible many of these emotions play out their own charade making us feel low and lousy without us actually knowing why True Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections. I feel comfortable exposing my vulnerabilities with you and hope you find a connection, a meaning and a way ahead, just in case you've experienced something similar. If this episode of Reflection Through Clarity strikes a chord with you, share your story with us on our LinkedIn and Instagram page, Vital Science Consults, or on Twitter at janvi_gurja8 and look us up at our website www.vitalscienceconsults.com until next time then this is janvi gurja signing off thank you for listening and being in the moment with me take care of yourselves because each of you is precious <laughs>